Welcome to Figuring Out Homestead Life with Ginny and Allison. Hey, Allison. Hi, Ginny. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. I've got two puppies <laughs> on the couch. I had to sequester mine because they were being very loud. And I was like, I don't trust you to not interrupt us. So you're going in this other room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to start barking if they hear the tractor running or something. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> yes. How has your week been so far? Um, pretty I got my SCOBY finally. Yay. Long time coming. Yeah, so now it's started. I started it on the 2nd, I believe. So that's going. Um, I think it said to give it 7 to 14 days before you start, like, tasting it. So start that soon. Um. We continue to work on our chicken tractor. We're almost done. We just have a couple, like, very quick little things, and then that's completely done. And the chicks did ship yesterday. Thinking they'll be here tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. Saturday the latest, but I'm hoping tomorrow, because that seems like a long time. This is the first time I've ever had them, like, come through the post office, so I'm kind of nervous. So my recommendation for that, I know we're going to get into this, but I'm going to, because they're coming so quickly is I would recommend that you call your local post office. I did. Okay. Just <laughs> I let them know, Hey, I have live animals coming. Yeah. Oh, look, there's the lawnmower. Can you hear it? <laughs> it's a working farm people. It is. <laughs> it is. What's um, with you? Um, so, uh, picked up daughter from the airport cause we have a, uh, family funeral this week. Um, so she flew in today and she flies home tomorrow afternoon. Oh, quick, so, trip. quick trip. Very quick trip, but I'm very thankful for the time in the car with her. Mm. So it's, yeah, yeah, it was good. Good. It was a good long ride to the airport, <laughs> at least an hour in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. good ride. <laughs> Uh, my sourdough bread that I've made this week has kind of been a bust. I don't know. Oh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm probably letting it proof too long. It's coming out pretty flat. So I might turn it into croutons. That was in our, one of our homesteading tips. Yes. For I our think, tips. <laughs> I think that's the plan. Yeah. My kombucha is going very well and I would recommend tasting it at day seven um, do the straw test at day seven because mine was ready to go at day seven. Oh, okay. For, for bottling for, for the second fermentation. Yeah. So because of the heat, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's see. We're doing lots of mowing cause summer is here and we're working on Randy's tiny house, which is almost ready to go. We may be testing it this weekend. We'll see. Oh. That's it. And you? <laughs> so much stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, and that's it. But really, you know, there's there's Easter egg hunts on a daily basis, which we'll right. talk more about that. No, I in know. The podcast. <laughs> um, there's always animals. And with this heat, especially, it's we're watering, making sure everybody has water probably three to four times a day. Right. Um, the did, cows. How hot is it up there? Um, it's about 90 today. I think yesterday was maybe 95. Oh, wow. And it's, I'm looking. Right now, it is only 62% humidity outside. This morning, it was 71 out and 99% humidity. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
yeah yep yeah. It's hot here too, not that hot. I think it's 85, but we have had literally nothing but rain up until this. So I am just happy that the sun is out. <laughs> so I'm not going to yeah. complain about the heat yet because I'm just glad it's not raining finally. Right. That's true. I mean, we we needed the rain. We got some rain, which was great. We had some storms roll through last week, which was wonderful. Um, we did have a goat yoga session where it was raining in the morning the sky cleared off. We had a, an amazing goat yoga session. And then my, um, my home, homestead help, Claire, and I were walking to the barn. And all of a sudden, it started sprinkling. Oh. It was, like, it was perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, it was really nice. So do we want to get into today's topic? Today's topic? You want to talk about today's topic? Yes. Okay. We are talking about chickens and turkeys, ducks, kind of all, you know, poultry, waterfowl types of critters that we each keep. Yes. So I did go ahead. So I just have chickens. So that's mostly, up, you know, of course, that's what my experience is with is just the chickens. So I did go ahead and just look up some kind of facts about chickens mostly it looks like they're um, mostly about laying hens so just some little quick facts that I found interesting Um, the average age that a hen will live to is five to eight years Hmm. Um, they have an eclectic palate um, eating anything from vegetables to fruit bugs worms they clean themselves by getting dirty by taking dust baths which is always cute to see Unless it's the first time and you don't know what's happening and you think your chicken's dying. <laughs> then you realize what's going on. Um, they produce an egg every 25 hours, laying 100 to 365 eggs a year. Which is kind of, that's kind of crazy. They're cranking them out. Um, I also found just some different labels for people that are, you know, label, looking at the labels on the eggs that they're buying in the store and what they actually mean. Because it can be kind of... Yes. So cage free, they can still be housed with hundreds of thousands of other hens in a warehouse style setting. Free range does not specify how long they have to be outside or how much space they have when they're outside. Pasture raised, hens roam freely outdoors and have the ability to forage. Organic, that does not necessarily mean that it's certified organic. So, you know, just some things to think about when you're shopping. You're not always getting what you might think. Right. Um, and you know how to read the date on the end of the carton? Like when, when the eggs were picked? No. I, well, you did explain that to me. But yeah, why don't you explain that? Okay. I'm, I may not get it 100% right. But there's a four-digit code that has a... Yeah, I think it's a four-digit code. It's definitely three digits um, for 365 days of the year. And the number that I should, I should have grabbed a carton, um, the number corresponds with the day of the year that the eggs were col- not collected, but sent to the market. So I believe farms have like 30 days to package eggs and get them off their farm to send them to market. And then, so that number on the carton is the date that it leaves the farm, not necessarily the date that the egg was picked picked out of the nest so 
Yeah, because there was that um, kind of popular reel going around recently on Instagram that said, you know, your your eggs from the grocery store can be like two months, three months old, yeah. <laughs> but you're buying them. So that's right. That's kind of. I don't. Mean, you wouldn't. You wouldn't really think that. You you don't really think about that when you're when you're buying eggs. No, I can't tell you the last time I bought eggs from the grocery store. Usually, sometimes around Easter, we might have to buy eggs because we don't have enough eggs to boil mm. for hard boiled eggs. Right. Right. But because the chickens are coming out of winter, and anyway, it's been years since I bought eggs. Yeah, I haven't had to since I've gotten gotten. Well, yeah, since my girls started laying. So it was their first year. So they laid all through the winter. Nice. Assuming this winter they'll take the winter off. But now I have my new chicks. So they'll hopefully fill in because they'll just be starting to lay as we get into fall. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, We have, so we have provided supplemental light to our birds in the past. This past winter, um, we did... We only like extended the daylight for them for a couple hours and they continued to lay all winter. Um, and then toward the end of winter, I think the timer got messed up. So it, I just unplugged it and said, so be it. <laughs> It'll be what it is. Um, right now our birds are laying quite well. Um, and Easter egg hunt all over the barn because our laying hens are free range literally free range all over the place. So every day it's like, where are the eggs today? (laughs) So do we want to talk, where are some of your sources that you're getting your, your poultry from? So I started with chickens in 2010. um, And originally we purchased them. Can you hear that? Oh, kind (laughs) of. Okay. Um, We purchased them from a hatchery, um, either someplace like McMurray Hatchery, I think Cackle Hatchery was one, um, Hoover's, there's there's a ton of different online places or catalog places that you can buy chickens from. Um, and so we had some shipped through the mail. Um, more recently, we've been going to Tractor Supply. And some people are like, ah, I'm not getting my chickens from Tractor Supply. Um, we've ordered them from Runnings. Um, which is uh, similar to Tractor Supply. It's like Tractor Supply on steroids in New York. Um, we ordered turkeys and chickens from them this year. Um, and then also this this year we bought meat birds, turkeys, and guinea hens, which are new to us, guinea fowl, um, from Tractor Supply because we walked in to pick up some feed. Um, I think we were looking for um, calf feed for the calf. Did we have her? No, we didn't have her then. Oh, we were getting, sorry. We were getting milk replacer for the goats that we had to bottle feed. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we walked in the door and the girl at the counter said, all of our birds are $2 a piece. And it's like, well, that's a deal. (laughs) And when they rang them up, it was $1 a piece. Oh. So we went and got more. It's like, oh, we're going to get some more. Cool. Which is when I went back in and they had they had six guinea hens. And it was like, the guinea hens are a dollar also? And I have no experience with guinea hens. 
So we, we are raising them like we raise our chickens and turkeys. So, yeah, so that's our sources. Um, there are local farms in our area that do raise fowl. Mowing has to get done. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, what about you? Um, so I, when I got my original flock, I got them through the Ace Hardware. Um, I don't know what hatchery they went through. I didn't ask. I didn't really know to ask. <laughs> and, you know, so I got them through there originally. Um, the meat birds I just ordered, I did get from Murray McMurray Hatchery. Um, mm -hmm. So why this is the first time I've ever had them coming you know, to the post office. Um, when you, when I got them through Ace, the hardware store did all that and they just called me and, you know, I went to the hardware store and picked them up. Yeah. Um, I did for my newer laying, uh, laying birds, I actually got an incubator and I hatched out some of my own eggs in the incubator um, in the early spring, which was very interesting. Um, it, it was really cool to kind of see that whole process. And I also had a hen um, go, they call it going broody, um, which is when she is sitting on eggs to hatch them out. So she, you know, so I let her um, go ahead and do that. So I hatched out four chicks. So that's how I've kind of expanded my laying flock. Yes. We did have a hen go broody a couple of years ago. We actually had two hens go broody at the same time. And they took turns basically sitting on a clutch of 20 eggs. Oh, wow. Only four of them hatched. Oh. Of the four, two were roosters. Yeah, I'm waiting to see. Well, she hatched four. One of them um, didn't make it. I'm not sure what happened. I think she actually might have accidentally crushed it. Uh, but I don't But so far, the three look like hens, but they're only four weeks old. So who knows? <laughs> um, I think there's a way to count um, like odd and even pin feathers. That tells you if it's like if they're opposed it's and i don't know for sure they're either male or female or if they're all together it's the opposite okay i'm not sure there's some way to tell yeah which is how the hatcheries do it when you order pullets right i'll just wait and see they're not actually they're not very friendly <laughs> so and i think that's what people i've read is a big difference if you know, the mother, the hen does all the work. They're not obviously going to be reliant on me to give them food or do anything to them that I used to me going near them, really. So they're not as friendly as like yeah. when you have them in your house. So which is fine. As long as they like. <laughs> we did. So one year we bought, um, we raised ducks for meat one year because we had a friend who was a chef um, and he had asked us to raise ducks for him. Um, I am... It's not one of my preferred meat taste, meat flavors. Um, I'm not a huge connoisseur of duck meat. Um, so we, we purchased ducks from a hatchery, pecan ducks from a hatchery at that point. Um, and in doing my research, the ducks were coming from California. Oh. And it was like, that's a long way to go for shipping. Right. And so it was like, we we're going to try to try to go more locally. Um, we're gonna to try to find more local sources, which, you know, Tractor Supply, they go, the first time I bought chickens from Tractor Supply, I asked where they got them from, and this was years ago. They wouldn't say who their source was. Now, 
when you go out to Tractor Supply and you ask them where they get their birds from, they'll tell you. At least our local one tells us. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought they got their chicks from Hoover Hatchery. That's yes. Okay. Yep, and I think Hoover is. I think it's in Ohio. Okay. So, which is not far from us at all. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What about um, infrastructure? Do we want to talk about that? Like, what do we have to have to set up to have these these creatures? Yes, <laughs> they do need shelter. Um, so when we moved to the homestead here, um, we moved. There's a barn. We didn't have anything like set up specifically for our flock that we moved from the old house, which had their own coop at the old house. Um, so we moved them in. And the first winter, we lost almost all of them. Oh. Predators. Even though they had the barn, the predators were still getting in the barn. They were not protected. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to provide some type of structure for your birds. And you have an amazing coop. <laughs> yes, Luke, I was very spoiled and you built me a really nice coop. <laughs> I, drew a, I drew this like, like first grade level drawing. <laughs> for him of my coop dreams and somehow he well not he's very talented but he, he made it happen for me so yes. um yeah we have a permanent coop for the for the laying flock with a attached run um and I do also let them free range um usually I let them out in the afternoon to hope that they've already laid their eggs where they're supposed to. So I, I don't have to do the Easter egg hunt because they are in the legit like woods. So that would be really difficult to go and find, find the eggs. <laughs> yes. um, for us now we have, so we have, we do have a chicken coop, which in the winter time, the chickens are all in the chicken coop and then they're out during the day and they free range during the day in the winter. Um, right now, that coop is being used for the turkeys, the guineas, and the meat chickens as a shelter for them. Um, and then all, the majority of our laying hens are in and around the barn, which now, at least our barn, there's fenced paddocks. I'm not saying the chickens don't just roam the entire farm because they do. Um, but there is fenced paddocks that have electricity. Um, so that's what's helping. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, we did, the first year that we had ducks, we built them a specific duck hut and we moved it down to the pond and I can tell you for certain, they do not use the duck hut. <laughs> they waddle themselves right back up to the barn and they hang out with the goats. Cool. Yeah. I do want to just mention, I did look up like for people that are, you know, thinking about if they want to get into chickens and, and things like that. Um, what they need to look at for, you know, what is recommended for size requirements mm -hmm. for structure. Um, so they don't need a ton of space. Um, but what I have found is the general kind of consensus you can find online is you want to have for the coop um, four square feet per hen or per bird, you know, whether it's a hen or a rooster. And then if you have them confined to a run also, the run should be 10 square feet per bird. Um, they also do recommend you have eight inches of roosting space per, per bird. Which yeah. is, that seems kind of excessive to me. They kind of tend to just all together, but yeah, I, don't, I you know, but that's what, that's what I've found. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Also um, for ventilation, it's really important to have ventilation on the coop. Um, The more, the better um, to allow for airflow because ammonia and things can get built up and that's not healthy for them to be breathing in. So, um, you know, the more ventilation you can have, the better, even in the winter. Um, It seems kind of counterintuitive because it's freezing cold outside and you're like, oh no, the bird's too cold, but you have these open things, but it's... The key is to have it above where the birds are sitting so that they're not getting a draft blown on them, but that there's airflow kind of circulating. Yes. Plus, um, with the ventilation, the birds have feathers and they have lots of layers of feathers. So Mm -hmm. they're very well insulated. Yeah, I think this winter was probably the coldest winter I can remember. I think it got down like the actual temperature, not just what the wind was like negative 15 or something, which is really cold. And um, you know, my, I don't have electricity on at my chicken coop, so there was no way to add heat if I wanted to, and they were fine. So. They don't need it. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're chicks. Right. Unless they're chicks that aren't feathered out, they don't need the heat. Um, I don't know about like Fargo, North Dakota, where it gets negative 40. I'm assuming it gets negative 40 there. Um, but as far as I understand, chicks don't need, or chickens do not need the heat. Yeah, as long as you're choosing a breed that's meant to live in cold climates. Like, I know there's some that don't have, like, her, like normal feather structure, like yeah. maybe um, silkies or, or frizzles, you know, kind of like fancy ornamental breeds might not be as hardy. Um, so as long as you're choosing a breed that's suitable for your climate, they should be fine with no Yes. <laughs> Good, very valid point. Yes. <laughs> we choose hardy breeds. Yeah. <laughs> Australorps, Australorps, yeah. Um, so what about feed requirements? Do we want to talk about that? Well, the only thing I can tell you on feed requirements, you probably did more research than I did. Um, so they need a certain level of protein, 16% protein feed for egg layers, and that may be high. I may be wrong. Um, uh, they need a certain percent for laying eggs, um, and chickens really will eat just about anything. They are omnivores. Right. Yeah, so when you see the only fed vegetarian on the commercials or whatever, it's like, is that really good? Because they don't vegetarian diet. That's not natural. No, so, cows are vegetarians. Yeah, that might they say it to make it sound good, but actually that's not very healthy for the chicken because no. they of bugs they love mealworms um anything crawling around i've seen frogs so <laughs> yeah. um yeah i mean the only thing i really had for for food is they do need some just even if you're free ranging them they do need some sort of commercial diet you can't just they're not gonna forage for everything that they need that will help and supplement it and might yeah. reduce your feed costs but it's not gonna replace it so they do need commercial feed um, you know, it's kind of up to you what's important to you if you want to go organic or that you can do corn free, soy free. Um, that's kind of just like a personal choice as to what is a. Um, yes. I do a starter grower formula because I have a rooster and um, the layer feed can be a little high in calcium for roosters. So yeah. that give them oyster shells for the hens, the laying hens on the side. Yes their calcium and I feed their eggs back to them too the shells lots of yeah. good calcium in those yep so yeah, yeah. 
and I give them treats. Lots of table scraps. <laughs> no. Table scraps. No. Wasted... That? I said no wasted food. <laughs> no. Do you have anything to add about, because I, you know, I've, I've really only looked, touched on like the chicken. Do you have anything to add about the ducks or the, you know, turkeys, any of the other types that you currently keep? So we feed all of our birds the same feed, whether they're turkeys, chickens, guinea hens, we're feeding them all the same feed, mm-hmm. um, which is basically just an all stock. It's a grain all stock um, that we get from our local feed mill. Um, we have tried different feeds. We've tried a mash and it's, to me, it's, they waste so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I've, I've read a lot lately about people soaking their feed and feeding fermented feed. Yeah. I've, I've tried soaking it. I haven't actually fermented it. I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to spend on fermenting feeds. And then something else I've read recently is that actually fermented feeds for your chickens is not healthy for them. Oh. So I don't know if that's true. Don't yeah. ask spread misinformation. I do well, not know. Yeah. If there's some kind of like, you know. Um, yeah counter information it's like who knows if what you're doing is working it's like why change it up <laughs> right and it's we've we have stuck with the um just feeding them the all stock grain and it works they lay very nice eggs um and they get i've actually since we've put the cows the two girl the heifers out the chickens are loving rooting through the cow crap yep <laughs> it's like Okay. Yes. You see them walking around with their muddy little, muddy, it's not mud. (laughs) Their little claws, it's like, ugh, that's so gross. But, yep. They're happy. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's how it all works together. Yes. Um, I think I've talked to you on the podcast that we have one, well, we have eight ducks right now. Um, Six we got from the Tractor Supply Dollar Special. Um, one is from a previous flock that we had, and then Mr. Waddles, who is our lone Pekin duck right now, he came from a friend's mother, um, who had, she had chickens and ducks, and his mate died, I'm not quite sure how, um, and he became a part of her chicken flock, and so he hangs out with our chickens, he does not want to hang out with the ducks. Oh, that's why he likes your chickens, because that's what he okay he prefers he thinks he's a chicken um i have tried putting him in the pond and he's like nah he, he messed around for about five minutes and then he went right back up to the barn with the chickens oh that's um, fun. i tried putting our f- female duck from the previous flock in um and she was like nah i'm not hanging out with him <laughs> she now <laughs> hangs out with the six the six uh, adolescent ducks that we got from tractor supply she um, knew a real duck. What's that? She, she knew, knew a real duck. <laughs> He's a chicken. I'm not hanging out with him. Um, <laughs> we should talk about predators. Yes. Um, so we do have a decent predator load here. Um, coyotes, fox, <sighs> raccoons, um, and weasels. Weasels and fisher are big threats here. There was one year we lost, I want to say, 24 pullets. They were, they were just about probably three months in 
from chick size up to pullet size, um, getting close to laying, and we had a weasel get in the coop they were in. And it was a sealed coop, but the weasel got in, and we found them, like, stacked. And the reason why we believe it was a weasel is because weasels kill for sport, not for me. And it was like, they were all killed in the exact same manner, and they were just stacked. Like, they went through the roosting, the roost, and just one at a time, got them in the dark. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I think weasels can fit through a space of like a quarter inch or something crazy. So, I mean, yeah. you have to really be, yeah, that's, I, I, that's one of the main predators around here is weasels. We have fisher cat, probably the same, you know, fisher cats, weasels, raccoons, fox, coyote, um, you know, dogs, prey. Yeah. Do- my dogs, my dogs, <laughs> um, owls, hawks. So yeah, <laughs> knock on. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Lucky likes to chase them. He uh, knows better than to actually catch them, but he does like to chase them. Yeah, my dogs are, we have, they're in the fence yard. If they got up to the chickens, there would be a big pile of feathers. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually, I'm interested how they're going to do. So with our meat birds, we're putting them in the chicken tractor, which is going to be in the fenced in area where the dogs are. Um, So that's going to be interesting. We will see how that goes. They are, of course, protected with the wire, but, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about, um, like, eggs specifically? So duck eggs, chicken eggs. Do you have any experience with duck eggs? Um, not really. I mean, I know duck eggs are supposed to be good for baking because they have a higher fat content. Um, that's really the extent of my knowledge um we don't refrigerate our chicken eggs they don't need to be refrigerated i don't know if a lot of people in the u.s realize that um when they're the um, chickens lay them or the ducks or the turkeys or whatever eggs you have there's a what's called a bloom on the egg which is a protective layer that prevents bacteria from going into the egg so they can be kept as long as you don't wash them they can just on your counter um, for several weeks or if you put them in the if you do decide to put them in the refrigerator they'll last for many months Um, I believe uh, the U.S. is one of the only countries that refrigerates the eggs (laughs) yes we do we do refrigerate ours probably just out of habit more than anything Um, and we sell them so Randy takes them to work and sells them so Mm -hmm. um, our eggs get refrigerated um and I think if you, I think you just said this, if you wash them, then you should refrigerate them. Right. Um, I am trying to, at this point, I'm trying to keep some eggs out of the refrigerator. Like I'll collect them and leave them on our counter so that I can bake with them without having to let the eggs come back to room temperature. Cause right. Things taste better. Yes. And they fluff up better. <laughs> yeah, I do. If I have like, well, my overstock, I'll put, I do sell my eggs as well. So if I have like an abundance Mm-hmm. I start putting them in the fridge just because I'm going to sell them to other people and more than likely they're going to put them in, in the fridge. So, I, you know, but yeah. ones that we eat are just kept on the counter. Um, do you do anything to preserve your eggs when you're kind of in an abundance in the spring and summer or? No, because we sell. Okay. So it's, um, I've, I've seen people, what is it? 
water glassing them. Yep. Um, I've seen people freeze them. Um, we don't. It's okay. we just sell our excess and hope we have enough eggs for ourselves. Right. I did start freezing some, which I did make a video on. It's or it's it, I did I made an Instagram post on our Instagram page about it. Um, but it's pretty simple. Um, but I have been freezing them just for baking purposes in the winter because I don't know how many I'm going to have, and I don't I really don't want to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> You have way more chickens than I do, so <laughs> we have. So we have, I think, twenty layers, one rooster, and then, and then we picked up six, I think, twelve more hens, either from runnings or tractor supply. So we're yeah, and they won't start laying for another when we get those at the end of March, April, May, June, July. Um, beginning of next month, they may start laying. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite a bit. Yes. Yes. And I have not to see if any of them are roosters. I haven't really paid attention. Mm -hmm. So once we start processing turkeys, it'll be easier to be like, okay, let me look at those hens or what I think are hens. So, so how many other, so did you give your totals for like how many turkeys, how many ducks, how many? Is it guinea hens? Is that the other thing that you have? We have guinea hens. So we did purchase six guinea hens. We were down to five. One did not survive the little chick stage. But now they're they're basically, they look like adult guinea hens now. Um, so we have five of those. We have, what did I say, 20, 20 mature laying hens. We have 12 pullets coming up. So we'll be at 32 plus a rooster. Um, we have... 20 some meat chickens um, and then we have 20 turkeys and then actually we did purchase some heritage breed heritage breed turkeys because I would like to keep um, keep a couple of turkeys on the property year-round and see if maybe we can um, hatch some eggs hatch some turkey eggs so that it could be self-sustaining instead right. of having to go buy turkeys um, every year for chicks this way we'll see if we can get some to lay eggs and um we had a camper on the farm last weekend who uh her mother raises peafowl oh um so i've been talking to her to learn more now what is a peafowl for people that don't know what that is so a peacock yeah <laughs> a peacock or a peahen um so a peacock is actually the male peacock or peafowl um, and a peahen would be the female um, so she I've messaged her back and forth um, and finding out how much it's going to cost she did she mentioned that they are more prone to they're more susceptible to coccidia mm. coccidiosis than um, laying hens she doesn't recommend keeping them with your laying hens she did say she you would keep them with your turkeys um, which I don't know. The turkeys seem a lot more gross to me than the lions. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but actually, if we're going to keep our heritage breed turkeys, then we could keep some, a couple peafowl. That would be um, for us. It would be purely for a novelty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That would be fun. Did yeah. You should get peacocks. 
Oh. She has some, she's got some gorgeous birds. Um, and the, the chicks, I think she said sell for about $45 a chick, $35 oh. to $45 a chick, which is not awful. No. Because the adults go for like 100 to 300 for a full grown adult. Oh, wow. I happened to, I got like, I order chick catalogs. It's just like, as fun as looking through seed catalogs. Mm-hmm. And I saw some peak fowl um, in there and they were expensive. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize they would be that much money. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cool. And she's here in New York. So it's, it would be, you know, supporting a local farm, a local right. business. I have to convince somebody that we should do this. You don't yeah. ask for permission. Just ask for forgiveness after. I don't think he heard you. <laughs> Maybe he did hear you. He looked. <laughs> so what about you? What are your plans for your flocks? So you're getting the meat birds this week. Yep. Yep. The meat should be here. Um, not really. I think I'm kind of like done with raising new chicks for the layers for now. Um, unless, yeah, no, I, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think we're done with that for now, which I don't think I'll have another hen go broody or anything. Usually that's a springtime activity, so um, they should be all over that stage. So yeah, just the meat birds. Um, hopefully we will eventually get ducks, but that's, you know, down the line, not this year, at least. Yeah. So just going to do this one round, round of meat birds and see how that goes and kind of go from there. Cool. Um, I would, I would like to say that, um, a great resource for chickens and ducks would be Lisa Steele from Fresh Eggs Daily. Um, she takes a lot of flack from a lot of people, at least on social media, it seems because her, her coop is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's, puts a lot of time and she decorates it and it's gorgeous and there's no way I could ever do that. Um, I don't think I, I don't, I don't keep a coop as nice as she does, but she does an amazing job. Um, and she seems to be, she knows her stuff about her birds. So. Yeah. I actually had a couple of her books that I brought up. Well, I thought I did. Um, Cause I do, I do follow her. Um, I have, yeah. she has a book, 101 hacks, chicken keeping hacks. Um, she also has duck eggs daily for the ducks, and I believe it kind of touches on geese in there um, as well. Um, she also has a cookbook that kind of goes over how to use all your excess of eggs. Um, also, there's um, the chicken chick on Instagram. Do you know her? She's kind of she's kind of similar to Lisa Steele with the style. Um, very very nicely maintained um, chicken coops, but she also you know has a lot of good advice. She has a blog. I don't I. She may have a book. I'm not sure. Um, also, um, for another resource, backyardchickens.com, which if you're, yes. you can go yeah. on there and literally ask any question and like, it, it doesn't matter how stupid or whatever basic um, you think it is. All their members are great and they will answer you and help you with any kind of situation as far as like, what kind of coop should I get? Is this coop right for me just like literally anything you can think of um you can ask on there um and they'll all help you so that's a really good resource if you're just kind of starting out um if you just want to do research you can go on there and just kind of look through their different topics and um just kind of get a better idea of what you're getting into and what you how you want to go yes 
Yes. That, so, that is a great resource. Um, I have, I have followed it and I have been to that website, um, especially back when we first started with chickens. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really great. I, I, I posted like when we were building our coop, I was posting like pictures, like, does this seem right? Do you have any suggestions? Like how she, you know, cause we didn't plan and we just were kind of winging it. So, um, yeah, it was it really good. So, um, I did kind of look up some kind of co- some common questions that people getting into keeping chickens or other types of poultry have. Want to just go through some of them quickly, just for people that beginners sure. looking for some kind of basic information. Oh, I have a question. Yes, I don't, and maybe maybe you looked up this answer, or maybe you know the answer. What do you do with an egg-bound hen? Oh, so I know you need to soak them. Um, that's, I don't know the answer. I know you, okay. I know you soak them, but I don't know, you know, I don't know if you add anything to the water. I'd have to look it up. Okay. Um, and another, another, I'm going to throw something else I added to you. Address the uh, avian flu. Oh, yes. Yep. So I don't know if we need to. Uh, do you want to touch on that? or I don't really know how because our birds are free range. So there's really no keeping, there's no keeping um, wild birds away from our birds with free range, like with real free range birds. It's like there's no, there's no keeping other birds out. So um, I'm not sure what the best answer is on that. Just- yeah, I don't want to give like misinformation, but from my understanding, I believe that the it's it's I believe it's more from wild um like geese and ducks um mm-hmm. is is how it's being spread, but I don't want to say if that's not right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I know I've seen a lot of things on it in the news and social media and it's like but some of it I think I <laughs> Some of it, I feel, is just scare tactics. Yeah. To prevent people from doing things. Right. Because they also then, even if your flock isn't sick, they make you kill your whole entire flock. So. Right. And I I disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> if someone told me to kill all my chickens, I'd be like, what? You better come here and do it yourself to try to get through me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about that, really. Okay. So maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go back to your questions. <laughs> so, yeah, some of, the, some of the most common questions I looked up. So the first one was, do I need a rooster to get eggs? No. Unless you want to. Uh, sorry. I'm just going to answer them unless yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. So- the answer is no, you do not need a rooster for eggs. You do need a rooster if you would like fertilized eggs to hatch out. Yeah, I mean, I both basically got my rooster just to have, well, I liked the idea of having um, a rooster because they're, yes. they're beautiful and you can't hear the morning and it's like the quintessential, you know, farm sound hearing the yes. rooster. Um, and I did pick... Um, breeds specifically that tend to go brood. I did think it would be fun to hatch, you know, to have the chick- chickens hatch out little baby chicks. Yes. Um, yeah, no, definitely don't need the rooster if you just want to have eggs and that's your only goal. 
Yes. Um, the second question I already, we already answered was how long do they live? So that was in the beginning, um, which I said five to eight years. And I think that's kind of breed dependent. Um, I believe the shorter lifespan, um, chickens are the ones that are more, um, like a higher egg producer, like, like a leghorn, um, because they're producing so many eggs, it's harder on their body. Um, but if you have something like a silky or, you know, a more ornamental breed. Yeah. And leghorns are a little bit smaller. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what do I, what do I need when my new chicks arrive? Oh, you need a heat lamp and non-breezy space, non-drafty space and water and chick starter feed. Well, I say chick starter feed. They're not going to get chick starter if their mom is hatching them out. If a broody hen is hatching them out, they don't get chick starter. Yeah, I think this is more geared to like, um, like you're getting chicks at the store and you're going to set them up in your house. So yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> no. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. And then, so how old are they when they start laying four to five months depending on the breed right and it's kind of funny is the first eggs are really small so you might yeah why, why is this egg so tiny it's <laughs> a practice egg yeah they get um they get to be regular you know size that you're used to buying at the store um after the first you know the, after they start the big they've been laying for a couple of weeks so don't be alarmed. You won't have teeny tiny eggs the whole time. <laughs> um, and then the last question was, how much do they eat? Which I think that really um, varies a lot, too, depending on if you are free free ranging and they're getting any supplemental feed, um, if it's summer, if it's winter. Right. Um, but the average I, I found was a quarter, um, a quarter pound per bird so if you're thinking can I afford this you know that's kind of a good baseline I guess um to to you know kind of calculate what your feed cost will be depending on how many chickens um you want to keep yes do you have anything else you want to add about any um any of the birds that you're keeping or this this may be a loaded question so do chickens like the winter do they like snow i would say i don't know mine didn't seem to no no i i i'm gonna i don't know what like the real answer quote unquote but i'm gonna from my experience i'm gonna say not really <laughs> they they don't really love the snow they don't mind the cold yeah they don't they prefer not to walk on snow right i was having to put out like hay um, yes. Kind of make a path for them to, to, um, you know, get out the coop. <laughs> yes. So. And it does seem weird to talk about this on a 90 degree day. However, right. it is a reality where both of us live in yep. the Northeast. Um, winter is a reality. So it's something to consider. Yeah. And that's something to consider when you're kind of, when you, cause when you most likely when you're planning where you're going to keep the chickens and how you're going to build the coop or, the run, all that jazz. Um, keep in mind the winter because yeah. it all of a sudden gets to be not as romantic when you're trying through feet of snow. <laughs> yep. And you have to go out and break ice out of buckets. Right. So I, you know, water, 
consider because like we don't have a cover we don't have a roof we have a bird net over our run it's not covered by like any sort of you know material to keep the snow out and that is like a big regret of mine yeah snow piles in there and it's it's just a pain so I would do that differently going forward okay um I guess the only other thing I would say is if you know, you're listening to this and you don't want, you're not in a place to raise your own chickens. Um, you're not able to, or you just don't want to. Um, I think it's important to try to find um, a local source for your chicken and your eggs or duck or whatever you're eating turkeys. Yep. Um, just know where the food comes from. Um, Cause I did, I did find, you know, just another statistic that I found about laying hens Um was kind of sad. Um, so there are more than 28 million egg laying hens in the U.S. confined to battery cages. Oh my gosh! Which are small wire cages that are stacked in warehouses. Are those the ones they trim their beaks? Yes, they do trim the beaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen. So and listen to this. So the USDA recommends only four inches of feeder space per hen. So commonly four hens will be in a 16 inch wide cage and that's just sad and it's inhumane in my opinion. And what that's going to lead to is an unhealthy stressed animal, which is not going to be producing quality food that you're then consuming. So I think it's just important to know where the food's coming from and to support the local farmers that are trying to do their best to um, provide a, a, a quality life for you know for the animals yeah and even if you are from um the new england or new york area there's there's even like places you can do a simple um mail order csa which is like a farm share type of program um walden local is who i get a lot of my uh, meat from i get beef um and yeah. some pork and stuff from them they also do fish you can get milk get eggs but they're a a, a, basically a a group of farmers in new england and new york that together and they're just doing a giant farm share and you just go online and order it it's really easy you don't have to do like a lot of a lot of research to find a local food source um it's better for you it's better for the animal it's better for the land it's just better all around Yep. There's also a website called Meat Suite, um, M-E-A-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com, where you can find local farmers. Um, you type in your your area, what you're looking for, and it'll direct you to farmer farms that are registered um, in your zip code. Yeah, that's a, are you, uh, another way you could probably find is even just by going to um, some farmer's market. Yes. You wouldn't necessarily think to go to the farmer's market to get meat, but a lot of times you can, um, or they are selling vegetables, but they also raise meat and you can get information from them there. Excellent suggestion. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's basically all I kind of had. What, do you have anything else that we want to I do not have anything else besides um, help me convince Mr. Ziegenwein Homestead that we need some peafowl. Yes. 
I will. Yeah. So everyone, <laughs> go on to our Instagram and comment that Allison should get peacocks. <laughs> so, just a couple. Just, just, I'm thinking four. Oh, four. Wow. Yeah. No, that'll be awesome. So I'm, I'm one all... male and three hens. Yeah, for sure. Are they all, do they have, does she have white ones? Or are they all like the classic, like peacocks that we're thinking of or? He does have white ones. Yeah, that would be cool. I saw she sent me some photos, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous!" Yeah, I mean, I would be happy with. They're all gorgeous. Um, so I believe I do believe the white ones are more expensive. So oh, I'll be happy with a. a right, right. Well, then you, you can sell the feathers and make craft. So oh, sell the feathers in the farm store. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be money. <laughs> A new revenue stream. Yes. Just what we need. You'll get rich selling peacock feathers. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, all right. right. Yeah, we're ready to wrap it up. So I want to say um, to please find us on Instagram, um, figuring out homestead life on Instagram. Um, please follow us there. Um, leave us some comments if you have questions or um, topic suggestions. Um, please let us know there. Um, also find Allison at Define Homestead on Instagram and I am Mrs. White Homemade Life on Instagram. Um, also, if you could please rate our podcast and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening, that would be very um, helpful. It helps other people see the podcast and it would make us very happy. So yeah, that would be great. Fantastic. What uh, is our topic for next week, Jenny? I I don't think we decided. I don't think we decided either. So look forward to our next topic announcement on Instagram. Yes. To be determined. To be determined. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I know we'll for sure be talking about your chicks that have arrived. Yes. Yeah. My chicks going. So. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All righty. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.